few minutes ago you posted a picture of Edge shaving cream with different Assassin's Creed Unity stuff. Oh, is oh, that actually real? That was is that, that was real Jay. life. Jay, Jay did that. I think that's yeah, real. That's real. That's real. So it's that's... a it's a promotional thing for Assassin's Creed Unity, where if you buy Edge shaving cream, um, you'll get. Are, are, these are digital, right? Just digital accessories. I, I hope. Like, they're not going to send you an actual sword, I think. No, I'm not going to send you an actual sword. But so... I might if, actually buy a shaving cream if they send me an, an actual sword. If you buy the orange one, you get a sword. If you buy the purple one, you get armor. And if you buy the gray one, you get an assassin's hood. But, I mean, these different shaving creams are for different types of, like, facial combinations. Are they? Yeah, so, you know, one of them is uh, for sensitive skin, and the other one is, like, for whatever. Let's see. So, you know... Well, I mean, first of all, it's, it, that's all bullshit, probably. Uh, let's see here. What's the purple one? The purple one is extra moisturizing. There you go. And... Oh, we lost Jay. Again. God that's all right. Damn. That's all right. We're gonna, we're gonna tough through this. Keep going. Uh, fucking gray. What is it? I can't even find it. This is the Ed Shaving Cream Podcast. I'm your host, Jared. Uh, I have with me today, Lucio. Press F for salute. I have with me Mr. Doug Wilson, shaving cream connoisseur. He's more of a Barbasol man, but we're going to change him. Well, I mean, I don't get digital goods with Barbasol. That's true. So, I mean, if there was ever a time to jump ship and get off the edge train, or get off the Barbasol train, rather, and onto the, onto the edge ship, I don't know, just move from one vehicle to another vehicle and, uh, and buy Edge today. Sponsored by Edge, the uh, shaving cream of choice for the 2015 uh, Olympics. <laughs> Are there Olympics? Yeah. No, there's not Olympics. No, this year. no. there's a rugby World Cup. Uh, so the two, the official, the official shaving cream of rugby. Um, we also have with us Mr. J. Joseph, or at least we did, but he dropped off. And if we get him back, we're going to consider it a blessing. Uh, and if he's gone forever, then that's okay too, because really he doesn't, he doesn't strike me as a big shaver. <laughs> Let me ask you guys for for real, what sh- mm. what what kind of shaving cream do you have? Uh, I don't know what the brand is. I just <laughs> it's just the white white shaving I, cream. I rarely shave, and when I do, I dry shave and I cut the fuck out of my face. It is, sounds like a plan. Is that is that true? A true thing? That's true. You just like do you use a little bit of water, or do you just run a razor on it? Because I have like a little shaving, a tiny like electronic electric shaver. And then oh. I usually just use that. I very rarely go full baby face. Oh, okay. All right. See, I shave every day because, you know, I have a job. So. <laughs> well, he, Doug, I have a job too, but they just don't care. Doug has a job. God, that was terrible. <laughs> the funny thing is when I travel, I usually end up getting the resources from the hotels. Uh-huh. And man, those, those things, it, it's a lottery. You can get like an awesome racer that, you know, Gives you smooth like a baby, or you can get a fucking thing that will just destroy your face. Just like a, a one of those old like two blade. Yeah, exactly. You know the classics. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I finally I used to have an electric shaver, but the the heads on it kept you know getting dull, and they were so expensive to replace. And I was like, you know what? I'll just I don't have to shave that frequently. 
So I, I went ahead and switched to just a regular razor. And but I have if I, if I had edge shaving cream, if you I probably would shave my face more often. OK, well, what you probably need is the gray one. I just can't find it to tell you what what type that is. <laughs> um, God, it's really bugging me. Let's see. Orange is just regular. I I don't know, guys. Uh, but anyway, if you're playing Assassin's Creed Unity this holiday season and you grow hair, then perhaps this is the this is the product that you need. Would you say that's that's a fair assessment? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is, there, is there a female version? Because I feel like maybe this is sexist. It is a bit sexist. I mean, like, I know a lot of women that like Assassin's Creed. Where's the Dove body <laughs> care Assassin's yeah. Creed download? Where's like the where's, where's pants? Where's pantaloons? Where's it like a like a cocoa butter that gives you an extra hidden blade in your foot? You know how it's probably in the same place where the female assassin is hiding. How come the assassin doesn't have like a spring blade in his foot? It seems like it seems like that's a common weapon, right? I mean, I guess like a, like a like a cowboy or where have I seen where have I seen this before? Where they like you know they kick their heel and the knife shoots out. The assassin needs one of those. Anyway, uh, they already have a ton of like ridiculous bullshit. So yeah, I mean they've got a pretty substantial amount of ridiculous bullshit. Let's talk about some uh, some news a little bit, shall we? Let's talk. Let's talk about the big news, the the huge news from this week, which is that the Sims Four is one step closer to being the game that everyone really deserved and we make this first step with the introduction of pools did you guys watch the trailer for the pools no they had a trailer for it uh, do you even read the fucking site there's i do i just I didn't know they actually made a trailer no there is a there is a uh how long is it it's hang on here it's it's one and a half minutes there's a one and a half minute trailer for the pools update they they found that much to say about it. I there's just okay. something there's something so weird to me about like this removed feature being patched in for free and then making such fanfare about it. Like being like this is really just like tooting a horn, you know, like, "Oh, guys, guess what? We got Jesus Christ, that's a fucking hell of a pool. We got pools. Oh, are you watching? That's are you watching? Fucking it? yeah, that's like a that's like an Olympic size thing. Well, it almost is as though, like, like okay, we made you wait for pools, and so now to compensate, we're just going to fucking put pools everywhere. Yeah. Didn't they at the first lie and say it was technically unfeasible to put pools in the game? Cause yes, they did. A- wait, apparently did it's not. I swear they said something like, it would be too hard to do it. Yeah. The game's yeah. too advanced now for pools. Hmm. I, that's the first that I've heard. I might be wrong, but I swear they said something like that. I thought it was just a time constraint that they were saying, but I could be wrong about that, too. Um, and that that explanation may have also been geared more towards <laughs> toddlers. They put a, a water right. on and everybody died. That's Everyone it. shut up. Hey. No, you shut up. Hey. Hey, we were just talking about pools. Oh, we were talking about pools? Yeah, we were talking about pools. Have you been in a I'm- pool? I've I've been in several pools, but black people don't really like pools all that much, so I can just leave for this conversation. Yeah, well, I think we're pretty much done anyway, right? Is there? Okay, I I I love that they put as one of the features of the pool in the trailer that you can build a wall around your Sims and drown them. 
yeah, so uh, that is kind of the one cool thing that they did is they uh, they kind of paid a little homage to the Sims of yore, and now you can drown your your Sim again. But are there um, jacuzzis? Uh, I would say no. All right, this isn't for me then. How do I sound? Seriously. Actually, you sound better than you usually do. Okay, that's because I said fuck it and installed Skype on my iPhone. Oh, <laughs> for real? Yeah. I can't believe that's working as well as it is. Yep, it's uh, doing okay so far. Yeah, you actually sound <laughs> like a dream, so... Oh, wow, all right. All right, well, we learned a, we, we learned a thing today. Um, let's talk about... So we talked about The Sims. Was there any other... Uh, so the other big news is this past weekend, uh, 2K released the Evolve Big Alpha, which you mentioned that... The way that you phrased it, Doug, is I think you said you tried to play it? I tried to. What? I did not successfully do it. What platform were you trying on? PS4. And what problems did you run into? Well, first it was delayed, so I didn't get to play it. And then when I actually was able to play it, it just never connected to a match, so I gave up. Okay, so I, I'll tell you a secret. Um, it was connecting to a match. It just had no idea how to tell you that. Uh, like, it knew that something was wrong, and it knew that the the relationship was going south and it just didn't know how to relay that to you like it was trying the best it could uh because i played it on the xbox and the very first time that i started a match i it maybe took like and i'm not exaggerating here because i started to time it it maybe took like probably eight minutes to get into the match lord so, but I did get that in, sounds fun. but I did get into a match. And then the second time it took a, about the same amount of time, maybe a little less, like six, seven minutes. And by then I was like, you know what? No, <laughs> and I just didn't play anymore. Uh, it, it played pretty much exactly how it played at PAX. Didn't really feel any different. I'm sure there was probably more to explore and uncover, but I just didn't have the patience to try again. So... It sounds like the one platform where things went pretty smooth is the PC, which I don't really think anybody reported a, a large amount of problems, which I guess kind of makes sense when you consider Turtle Rock Studios kind of PC heritage, yeah. right? Well, it's nice that PC doesn't get shit on all the time. Yeah, I think when Evolve comes out, I think it seems like so far it's definitely going to be a game to pick up on the PC, probably not on a console. Uh, at least, at least, if the alpha's I- any indicator, because it did not go well. Was there anything else that happened in the news that we wanted to? We need to respect our troops. All right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about it. So, uh, so Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare came out, and. I went and picked it up last night at midnight because I was awake and I had nothing better to do with my life. So I went to Walmart. Yes, Walmart. Hail corporate. Um, <laughs> and and I purchased it there. And I'm so serious, you guys. I wish that I wish you could have been there to share it with me because they had obviously prepared for something much grander than what actually happened. Uh, they laid out balloons. Uh, with, That's awkward. With a, with a big advanced warfare sign. And I shit you not, they had a cake. 
What? Aww. They had a, was, it, was it a cake shaped like a gun? They no, it was just like <laughs> it was just like a sheet cake from the uh from the bakery. But they laid out a cake and like had it cut up and like divvied onto individual plates. And I shit you not, I was one of three people that were there. The guy in front of me bought a uh, modern or a advanced warfare Xbox One bundle. Um, I bought the game on Xbox One, not because I wanted it on that platform, but because she couldn't find the PS4 ones, and I just didn't care that much. Did you have any cake? Uh, I did not have any cake. And then the guy behind me, I was like, well, at least three people made it. The guy behind me, he just wanted a Blu-ray that was coming on sale yesterday. Yeah, Midnight well, Release is a Walmart. Now they're open 24 hours. They're kind of very muted fanfare. Like, no, 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 no. But here's the thing. I went there for Smash Brothers just like uh, three weeks ago or whatever. Whenever Smash Brothers came out, it was more than three weeks. But uh, I went there for Smash Brothers and there was a fucking line. There was like really? 12 people there. Yeah, no shit. They could have used some cake. Well, like no, I told right. you yesterday, you live in Mormon, Utah. Um, and if you want to see those big Call of Duty lines, and you are welcome to come to Harlem for the next Call of Duty next year so and did, see what happens. So did you notice that? Did you see a lot of people out getting the Call of Duties? I didn't go out. I didn't go out yesterday. But um, but I, I do remember there was uh, one year when I had to get a new uh, PSP, and I went to one GameStop uh, by my way, and there was a line literally around the block. Uh, this was like maybe even last year, if not two years ago. So there was a line literally around the block, and we're like, why the fuck is everyone here? And everyone's like, oh, well, duh, Call of Duty came out today. So, um, yeah, those lines definitely still exist. I went by uh, GameStop yesterday to get something for for somebody in Argentina, and... Um, yeah, there was definitely a Call of Duty line. It wasn't even midnight. They were just waiting for it. Like, I, I was going to say, there were people like just waiting that early in the day. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Well, nobody felt like uh, getting it here. I, I genuinely don't think it is because of Mormons, but I suppose that is a part of it. I mean, I wouldn't go to Walmart to get it. I get, well, it's just, it's convenient as shit. Like, no, I'm just saying. Like, yeah, yeah, because you can get, to like, you can hang get, out at Walmart. Get, Look, you can get Call of Duty, you can get your Doritos, you can get your Mountain Dew, and you can get your Edge shaving gel all in one place. I'm not even shitting you. I bought Call of Duty, and on the way out, I was like, I should get something for dinner tomorrow. So I bought chicken and salsa and made it in a crock pot today. <laughs> so, yeah. And also a car tire, because why not? I mean, yeah, I could have. That's the beauty of Walmart, right? It's like, could have gone... <laughs> Gotten my midnight release. And the thing is, is like, if I had gone to like a GameStop, it would have taken them forever because they have to check every person out and they have to make sure that every person doesn't want to pre-order all the games coming out this year. And oh, Jesus. God help you if they do, because sometimes they do. And then there's going to be that one guy who showed up who doesn't want the game or who who does want the game, but he brought a bunch of shit to trade in to get it. Exactly. Yeah. They, they, I have all of my... Uh, last three gen consoles and all the games. Oh, hey, I'm ready for Call of Duty. I brought 60 Xbox 360 games because that's the trade-in value equivalent. And then he didn't bring his ID, so he has to go back home. So he wasted all that time for nothing. Yeah, leave leaves that out until the end of the transaction. I just, I can't even begin to explain, like, how many times that's happened. Um, I remember yeah. when, the, when the Xbox One came out, 
I, I went to a midnight release for that. And th- that was something where they'd like, they'd already arranged everything. It was already paid for. And there were still people in there like trading shit in and doing all kinds of stuff. And I didn't even go to get an Xbox one. I just, I bought, um, I bought Mario 3d world, I think, or 3d land or whatever, just to be the cool odd man out. But anyway, I brought call of duty home. I put it in the Xbox. I played it. And oh my God, guys, a, a single tear shed down my face when, uh, Oh, I forgot his name already. Will. Will Irons. <laughs> Will <laughs> Irons? Are you kidding? It's actually his name. <laughs> yeah, his name's Will Irons. Oh, my God. So, uh, I, this is like the first 20 minutes of the game, and I've seen it in a trailer, so I don't feel like it's really a spoiler. So, you are in the military with uh, with Will Irons, and the two of you become best bros, and you go on a best bro mission to... Um, to get some natty ice for a party, but it's in Korea. And I think it, it starts in Korea. I'm pretty sure that's where it starts. Anyway, you go into to this battle zone in Korea. Why, why are you in Korea? Because North Korea's being bitches and getting all up in South Korea's grill. Um, oh, that old that old chestnut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that old that old classic. So it's a retelling of a popular war from the past. Uh, you know, it's set in the future. When you, when you say a popular word from the past, do you mean home front? Yeah, Vietnam. Home front. Vietnam's the one with all the Asians, right? The, no, it was the World War II. Game. They, they don't oh. invade anywhere. They invade, they invade South Korea, not the U.S. Actually, I just Googled it. It's Desert Storm. So. Oh, okay. Are anyway. you sure it's on the Mexican-American War? That sounds war? right. The Mexican-American War. That's the one. Yeah, the Alamo. So so anyway, you you head into the Alamo on your mission Mexicans are the same things as Asians, right? Will Irons, he shoots a yes. couple. He shoots a couple Mexi Asians, and uh, you you get to this part where he dies in just the stupidest way. So you're you're planting a uh, set of explosives in a ho- hovercraft or some kind of flying thing. Um, a flying machine. A flying machine. <laughs> a flying machine. That sounds like a man in a top hat, like pedaling the the propellers, but. Um, yeah, so you, you, you find this flying machine and he opens up like this side door and throws the explosive charge in and then the door closes on his arm and he's like, oh no, and I shit you not, as, as it starts to lift into the sky, um, your character won't leave this guy. He's like, no, I won't leave you. Um, and he looks into your eyes and he says, and he, there's something about like the sincerity by which this person that you've known for 10 minutes says this. He's like, I'll see you on the other side. And then he, <laughs> then he pushes you, pushes you to the ground while the plane explodes. And Does he say, bro, I'll see you on the other side, bro. I don't think so. He just says, I'll see you on the other side. Oh. It's also, I don't understand. I don't understand why people are joking and laughing. This seems like a really serious, really solemn moment. It's also the first thing he says to you in the game. So like, so like, well, so they're end capping it, right? So like, you're about to rush into this battle and he's like, I'll see you on the other side. And, uh, and then he says it again. And I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like, it's really, really like sticky, sweet kind of gross so what happens next uh the next thing that happens is your arm gets cut off by the wreckage falling on you that's a bummer that is a bummer i actually did think it was kind of a cool scene because the wreckage falls on you and it's all first person and you it's obvious that you're injured but you don't really know how much and then someone comes and picks you up and drags you away but your arm just stays there 
And uh, well, I mean, his, his arm's gone, but he's still got his dick, right? Yeah, his dick. Uh, as far so as I know, to, it's time to hit up those Mexican brothels. As far as I know, his dick's fine, and maybe that's uh, you know, maybe that's what they could replace his arm with. Another dick. His dick. They just take his, his... Uh, that his dick in particular. Well, yeah, nobody's gonna want to sleep with a one-armed man. Maybe they can recover his bro's body, and he can have his bro's dick. Oh, dude, that guy turned in, that guy turned into powder. Like he did not have an open casket funeral. There's no way. Oh, come there's on. A, there's you know, a funeral. Gonna, he knows who's going to be back. So, yes. So, the next time you wake up, you're at his funeral. and uh, Or the next time you, you take control of the character, rather. You're at his funeral. And, yes, there is a part where you press X to rest your hand gently on his coffin. And I can't imagine to who that moment evokes emotion. Um, but it, do you get experience from it? No, you don't. That video. Do you, do, you, do you get a sweet badge? No, nothing. Nothing happens like that. But there is a great video online that uh, that features you leveling up after you hit the after you hit the coffin. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and so then Kevin Spacey, played by Kevin Spacey, uh, he recruits you. He's 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 Will Irons' father. Uh, Kevin Spacey is Will Irons' father. Yeah, I don't know his name. So did, it did, did Will keep his mom's maiden name then? Well, so when you when you hover over Kevin Spacey's character in in game, it just says Irons, and I don't remember if he's told me his first name. I'm, yeah, I'm just re- Iron Irons. I'm just reviewing the game. There's only Kevin so much Irons. attention I can pay. So anyway, uh, Kevin Spacey Irons uh, like shakes your hand and convinces you to join his PMC. Uh, because he believes that the military is ineffective and the reason that his son is dead is because of how shitty the military is. Well, his son was pretty shitty if he got blown up like that. Well, you know what? Tell him that when you see him on the other side. <laughs> Dark. Okay. So what's the over-under on your friend Irons coming back uh, as uh, some sort of weird cyborg? Entity? I don't think there's any way. I Well, maybe. I'd... What do you mean? It's a closed casket funeral. He explodes when we see don't actually see him die, and you have his dad as one of the characters there. That's I would, true. I would actually give this Come game. On. Uh, Come I, on. I would give this game of a five out of five if his brain made it into a complete robot body and then fights me. Um, so, I'm, how's the gameplay? Uh, I mean, it plays just like Call of Duty always has. The thing that they've really changed is the mobility. Um, so, I mean, the first mission of the game gives you a jetpack kind of thing, and a it's called land assist, and as you descend, you can basically hold X to kind of slow that descent, and there's, with the, with that tool, there's really no fall that could kill you. Um, can, can you imagine the mobility changing gameplay at all online? Yes, it's going to change it pretty dramatically. I actually think this could be exactly what Call of Duty needed to kind of um, win back some trust after what happened with Ghosts. Uh, I mean, what happened with ghosts? Ghosts is did right. Did right me not touch you emotionally? If if you played uh, Modern Warfare three, and then you played Ghosts back to back, or or better yet, you could even do like a cool playlist where you do one mission from Modern Warfare three and one mission from Ghosts and one mission from Modern Warfare three and one mission from Ghosts. And I th- I don't think there'd be any way that you could tell a discernible difference between the two games like ghosts is such a prime example of a series stagnating that it's just not even funny like at least black ops and black ops 2 were trying to do weird uh, crazy shit with it 
in anything that Infinity Ward has turned out is just super unremarkable since Modern Warfare 2. Mm. Um, but I, I think that I, I'm I'm not going to be on like the Call of Duty, I hate it train. I, I think that this could actually wind up being a pretty sweet game. So which game was it where you got to uh, kill all those Americans in the airport? That was Modern Warfare 2, which I would generally defend as being an okay game. I think Modern Warfare, the original, is better, but 2 was not disappointing, so to speak. I mean, Call of Duty in general tends to have solid gameplay, if anything. Yeah, I mean, and this game is no exception. It runs it runs really smooth. Uh, it's, you know, definitely rocking the full 60 frames per second. I mean, the the combat feels the way it's always felt. The, the mobility is going to make a difference. I, I don't even have to play any further to guarantee that. Like, if nothing else, this game is going to benefit very, very heavily from having these mobility changes. It is plays... it going to, uh, to avoid all the fucking camping that usually goes on in Call of Duty games? I mean, it, it feels more like you would be inclined to be moving at all times. Um, but I don't, I don't know that with certainty. Um, I never going to people up there nailing headshots when you jump into the air with your little jetpack. I don't I don't know. I haven't played far enough yet, so I don't from what I've played so far and from what the characters felt like so far, it doesn't feel like it will be a vertical game as much as something like Titanfall is. Um but well, I mean it, what I mean is you know how basically Call of Duty, the way the multiplayer is set up, it rewards camping and not gunning and running and gunning. Right? So you run and gun and you get shot. Uh, if you camp, you probably have a much better um, chance of surviving. That's why people hate campers so much. Uh, I think it's kind of debatable. Um, there's there's definitely stuff in place that makes that more difficult uh, to do. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think that's ever something that's going to go away in competitive first-person shooters. I think that's... I think camping is always just going to be a viable strategy of some sort. I mean, it still works in Counter-Strike. You can be a camper in Counter-Strike to this day, but I wouldn't I wouldn't give Counter-Strike, you know, negative points for that. Do you, I mean, think, just... do you think with the new mobility, people are still going to call you a fat? Um, I think they might even come up with more horrible things to call you. When you uh, when you get a new swear word from this year's Call of Duty, let us know so we can be educated. I'm gonna uh, here's my commitment to you guys. I'm gonna play an online match tonight, my first one, because all I've done is played campaign so far, and uh, I'm gonna time. I'm gonna I'm gonna run a timer to see how long until somebody says something horrible to me. Horrible or something horrible you didn't know before? Well, something horrible in general. But maybe we okay. should maybe we should go a step because uh, something horrible or something horrible. No, directed directed to me though. Because if the game if the gameplay has changed, honestly, just how insulting people can be now. Now keep in mind the the core user base—they're growing up. They're getting older. They've they don't have to use crass language anymore. They have kids in the room that they have to keep it down for. I want you to write down how many weed-related Xbox gamer tags you find. I know they're not fucking my mom, because if she was there and she heard that kind of language, she'd be very upset with them. <laughs> and that's the only reason why you know it. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wait a minute. <laughs> but anyway, I here's what I'll say about Call of Duty. I think it has promise so far. Uh, let me also I'm say this, I'm actually sort of kind of thinking of picking it up. 
Let me let me say this though. Um Kevin Spacey, I don't understand how they have made him If I find out Kevin Spacey's a robot in this game, that would actually forgive a lot of what I've seen so far. Like he's terrible. He just but like we, we we've had this conversation before on the I, podcast. I can't I can't emphasize how he looks so wrong. Like what have they done? If you if if you want to talk about bad acting in video games. But is the acting that is bad, or is it the rendering of no, his face? No, I think his voice acting is good. I think it's just the character model. It's not even so much the rendering of his face. It's like, like his dead eyes. It's like his how he eyes. his eyes are dead, but it's also how he moves. Like it, it almost it almost feels as though he has like those golden eye fused together hands, and he moves like a golden eye soldier. Like, and the, the problem is that Kevin Spacey has a very recognizable body language, and you know. Persona, because he usually acts as Kevin Spacey, right? You know, mm-hmm. you know, watch something about Kevin Spacey, you know, you're gonna get some kind of like mildly disturbed, intense dude, you know, that kind of moves menacingly, even though he's like five foot eight. See, and it's it's weird because like the main character is uh, played by. Can anybody guess who the main character of the game is played by? Troy Baker. It is. It's Troy Baker. Um, fucker. <laughs> yeah, that was probably a genuine guess, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got it. It's Troy Baker, <laughs> uh, and he looks fine. Like the the times that you see him on camera, he looks he looks really normal compared to Spacey Bot. I don't. Does he look like Troy Baker? Yeah, he looks a little like Troy Baker. It's obvious that they used some facial capture from him. The, the, that hunk on the battlefield. Yeah, it's a waste of American treasure, right? Yeah, there. he doesn't really look like he fits the uh, the tough marine thing. But. I'd press F to pay my respects to his dead body. <laughs> <laughs> and why shouldn't you? <laughs> oh, they, they, yeah. So anyway, Kevin <laughs> Kevin Spacey, little bit of a disappointment. Um, but other than but that, Troy Baker, pretty great. Troy Baker's doing. He's fine. There's, Troy Baker could do no wrong. Uh, and, and when I first heard his voice, I was like, oh, is that Troy Baker? And then when I saw him, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Troy Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually know that he was in this. Uh, I haven't run into Nolan North yet, but I'm sure he's hiding somewhere. He's your friend. Uh, Johnny Young Bosch. Johnny Young Bosch and Nolan North are, uh, and Steve Blum are all just... And Tara Jennifer Strong. Hale. Wait, Jennifer Hale. Yeah, she's somewhere Tara in there. Tara Strong. Tara Strong, gotta be. Uh, you know who's in a lot of games? Uh, weird, weird choice here. Adam Baldwin. Yeah, oh, I didn't know. I didn't notice that guy from Firefly and Full Metal Jacket. Okay. He's uh, he's in a weird number of video games. Anyway, okay. I want to talk about Sunset Overdrive, but I feel like I've been talking for a very long time, and maybe what I would rather do in the meantime is hear about Alien Isolation. Yeah, I mean the acting's funny bad in that game. Is it is it bad? That's actually kind of disappointing. It's actually pretty terrible. Um... The actress, I'm not sure who plays her, but the actress who plays Amanda Ripley, I guess she does her best. Um, She has her moments. And it's really weird because, you know, it's like they couldn't decide whether Amanda should play like the kind of tough guy Ripley that we see in the later Alien movies or if Amanda should be like the um, slightly softer, but not so much Ripley in the first movie. And Mm -hmm. so she kind of jumps in between a lot. So. There's one moment where she's kind of like really got it all together and it's really tough and really, really strong. And it's like, oh, alien is no big deal. I got this. And then there are other moments where she's really kind of like squeamish and screamy and jumping at every little thing. And it's really kind of uh, off-putting. Um, 
but then like everyone else they hired for that game um i ran into someone scottish guy named axel and it feels like for axel they just got the first kid they found on the streets of la trying his hardest to be the best actor he could be and all he could do was put on this terrible scottish accent for everyone to listen to for the duration of alien um isolation while he's in so uh yeah this isn't exactly the best acting um everything else though so far i think it's kind of pretty solid if you're a fan of the alien series um have you like, have you encountered an alien yet? I know there's a little bit of a buffer before you run into him. Well, see, that's that that's part of it because you know if you if you look at any alien movie, this is true for all of them. There's always like a little bit of buildup before they um, encounter the alien, and then you encounter the alien, and everyone's really fucked, and everyone starts dying left and right. But there's always like maybe I would say easily like a half hour of space in every movie before they kind of get to that bit. So um, I think what Alien Isolation does that other games might not have done is they really kind of work on that build-up. Mm-hmm. And um, the first threat you face actually isn't the alien. The first threat you face are other uh, humans. And it's kind of like these um, psychotic... Well, not psychotic, but these paranoid survivor camps. And everyone's out for their own, and they don't trust strangers, and they shoot strangers on sight. Um so it's really kind of that uh, stealth gameplay you're used to in most games. You just got to avoid other humans or else they can shoot you. And if you get into a firefight, then um, depending on your weapon output, you could pretty easily take them down. Or you can choose to just kind of uh, run and try and find a hiding space and pray they don't kill you. Um, so to answer your question, no, I haven't actually encountered the alien yet. I think it's coming up. Um, I think it's very atmospheric in how they built it up in that I was kind of like jumping and slowing down and hiding in lockers when there's really nothing around me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's good. And I think what I like the most about it is kind of the uh, sound design of that game. Mm-hmm. The, the sound design and the set design are both really good. You can tell they paid a lot of attention to the original movie. And um, I was reading some of the production history, and I think the development team restricted themselves to stuff that was only available to the production team of Alien at the time. So all the technology is based on what that team had. So like CTR monitors um, and, you know, old telephones and all this kind of stuff. That's what they use to influence themselves for this. Um, and it's great. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's So far, it's a great experience. Um, I hear the main complaint is that it wears out its welcome a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still pretty fresh to it. I'm still just kind of taking all of it in. Let me um, let me ask a question because when I saw the game at PAX, I saw it twice. Um, or no, E three. Sorry, I, I didn't actually see the game at PAX. Um, when I saw it at E three, I in the Sony area, it felt like the demo I was watching had a lot of performance problems on the PlayStation. But when I went and played the game later on what I assume was a PC dev kit, it ran a lot smoother. Um, how? Where did it finally land uh, after release? Does it run pretty smooth? It runs fine. I got into one part of the game where I could tell it was very obviously loading something because everything had slowed down. Um, But that was only that was very brief. And um, I think if you hadn't mentioned it just now, I wouldn't have even remembered. Wouldn't have even thought about it, really. Yeah, I went up. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious how it, because, uh, you know, I, I'm sure they were probably different builds. Maybe they were even the same build and I was just imagining shit, but uh, I, th- I think that, you know, it's it's nice to know that it's smoothed out by the time it showed up. 
I was yeah. really I was really good at that game, by the way. So if you need pro tips, let You're me know. You're really good at it. I'm really good at it. Well, I mean, what did you do when you played? So they had a they didn't have like a story mode chapter or anything like that. What they had instead is they had a and I don't even know if these are in the game. I assume they are. They have like these challenge modes. Mm-hmm. And so I got put in and basically all all my challenge was was to escape this this room that has the alien. Um, not a room, but escape this segment of ship where the alien is. But it's not as easy as just like run to the escape pod. You have to like power up the escape pod and like find this equipment for it and stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it served as a really effective demo because I got a chance to hide from the alien, but I didn't really get any uh, story bits like the character never speaks or anything like that. So that might actually be the uh, survivor mode, which I know I, I, I can't play it yet. I have to unlock it. Mm. Um, I know the survivor mode gives you different challenges. And I'll probably have to talk about alien isolation again, because I hear the biggest treat is when you run into the alien and it's adaptive AI. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I did get to mess around with the alien a little bit. So I, I died pretty quickly originally in the demo. And... Nobody like at E three. It's usually pretty controlled. Like somebody comes over and is like, "Okay, that was, wasn't that fun. See you later." And usually, <laughs> usually you don't die either. I only died in a couple games at the show. Um, but this oh, one, actually. this one, like nobody said anything, and I was like, "Am I supposed to just start over?" I, I guess I should. So I just started over and just kept playing until I won. And it only it only took one other try. But um, maybe I was supposed to be done after dying one time. I'm I'm not super sure. But uh, but yeah, the alien, it it felt like it was, it, it definitely felt, I, I felt more of a presence in the room, if that makes any sense. Like, right. sometimes you don't really feel like you have to hide. It really just feels more about, like, avoiding certain pathing, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I always imagine, like, Metal Gear Solid and the dudes with their cones for, for eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And the alien doesn't feel like that at all. Like, it feels like if it was on the other side of the room, far, far away, and it looked at you, it would see you. I, I, I you know, I think that this game started originally as a tech demo where um, the original premise was very much like Evolve, where there would be one group of survivors, and then there would be another player controlling the alien. Um, so I think as they developed the game, they got rid of the other player controlling the alien but they kept the idea that this alien was kind of thinking and breathing and i think they really they really focused all the development time in there because right now the human enemies do feel a lot like it's just pathing like if i just pay attention to where they go then i can pretty easily sneak out of a room um and human enemies are also very easy to distract which is one thing i do actually like about amanda amanda amanda's backstory is uh she's an engineer so she knows how to fuck with the ship. She knows how to hack into things and rewire it and cause distractions. And I think that's like a really kind of neat detail because sometimes they just give someone a job title in a video game and it doesn't mean anything. Um, mm. So it's nice that that comes into play in this game. Um, but yeah, for now, for now, humans are just kind of easy to fuck with and get away from. Um, but I'll report back after I've encountered the alien mm-hmm. and tell you guys how that is. Yeah. I, I had a good experience with it. I I thought it was going to be a game that I didn't wouldn't enjoy at all, but I actually had a pretty pretty good time playing it. Even though I, I, even though like there's there was largely no combat to be had in that demo. Right. I, I typically avoid alien games, and then when I got Evil Within, I was very disappointed. And I you know Alien Isolation seems like it's supposed to be the type of game that Evil Within was supposed to be. 
Let me let me ask uh, real quick and touch on Evil Within. Are, do you think you're? I, I think you commented when you were looking at your review that there wasn't much more to say about it. Do you think you're done playing it? I think I'm pretty done. Because um, we've, I think we've kind of talked about this before about whether or not we should have to finish a game in order to review it. And I think the general consensus that we all came upon is no, we we shouldn't have to do that. Um, and so the question that I want to ask you, because what I feel like the important question to ask yourself if you feel like you're ready to give a game a score even though you didn't beat it, is at this point, after you've gotten, you know, I'm sure you're past the halfway point probably of the game. Um, yeah. At this point, is there anything that that game could do that would change your mind or, or give it another another point? Um. Yeah, here's what could happen. Uh, Juliet Kidman, uh, my female sidekick, could um, walk into the mental hospital where I get to save my game, walk out of the screen, and give me a hand job. <laughs> I somehow knew we were headed there. Okay, but so if if the game, I mean, that's a that's a turn it could take. The game's very psychological. That's true. If shit came out of your TV and started whacking you off, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing that ever happened. <laughs> I guess it would be. All right, fair enough. Any anything else on on the subject of alien isolation that makes you that, that you want to get off your chest or, or tell us about it? I think for now that's it. I think I think I think this. I think my my last thing, and this is my problem with the uh, PlayStation Four in general, is. I haven't seen a game as good as the first game they basically released for it, which is uh, Second Son. And I just mean graphic-wise. Well, I, think... I mean, the first game they released for it is actually... Um, Knack. It's Knack. And Knack is pretty much unbeatable as the best game on the PlayStation 4. What, in the, in the just all around or what? I, this, is, this is not bouncing off anybody, right, is it? Uh, yeah. No, I, I got it. It's terrible. Yeah, Knack is fucking horrible. <laughs> It has nice particle physics. It has, it, yeah, it looks cool. That's all. Um, but yeah, that's my only thing. I think so far I've been impressed with kind of the um, the models and Second Son, the character models and the environments and everything. And I don't feel like uh, like like Alien is great for kind of the nostalgia, but I don't feel like anything. Well, and really warrants. Alien's not even a, an exclusive, you know. I mean, so yeah. far the best games I've played this year are all multi-platform. Um, with the exception of maybe some of Nintendo's offerings, but I don't think I've played anything from Nintendo that's gonna uh, make my game of the year list so far. Yeah, well, I, I think I think I think I think like just talking about pure graphics, it's Second Son so far is still the best looking thing for the console. Oh yeah, very easily, and it runs great. I mean, Second Son, I I may not have always enjoyed it, but uh, I I definitely think it's a very very pretty game. Yeah. Um, um, I, th- I think I think the models get to me particularly because there's something about you know running through with Delson and he's just kind of so expressive in the cutscenes and uh, so fluid in game and then you get something like Evil Within and Alien Isolation and everyone looks like they're made out of plastic. Everyone's janky and Kevin Spacey's golden eye hands. And... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't but with uh, the thing is with um, Second Son, you got all the peace. So that's why it looks better. Yeah, that's true. You got all the peas. All of the peas. <laughs> all, all of the. Help me. Ten eighty p. Ah, I don't get it. Ten eighty p. That doesn't sound like it's necessary. 
Oh, it's just a joke, Jim. Speaking of unnecessary, uh, Assassin's Creed Unity and Rogue are coming soon. Yes, they are. Next <laughs> is it next week? Next oh, week? did we talk? Did we talk about the time anomaly? Maybe that's what you wanted to talk about. Uh, probably not. But um, <laughs> let's let's wait until Unity is actually. Unless you guys have something special to say about it now, they really all they revealed is that at some point, in some way, you're going to go to Paris during World War II. They didn't say if that's a side mission, if that's like the second half of the game, uh, if you'll also go to other time periods. I think it could potentially be very exciting if it's like, you know, a side mission and then there's like four or five other side missions that take you to other time and periods. My take on that was that is the most boring time period to visit for a video game because that's what all video, you know, video games want to do is World War II. Yeah, but I mean, does it really matter if it's like a five-minute side mission diversion? No, I agree. Um, I hope it is a side mission diversion. I hope that that trailer is just a signal, basically, that there's going to be more to it than that. Um, if it if it just turns out like the back half of Unity is you in World War II Paris, that's disappointing. I mean, what really happened in the French Revolution anyway? Who who cares about that? I, 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 it only launched the modern era, so you know who cares. You know they're catering to my ADD. I don't have time to deal with to thinking about this stuff anymore. I just, I just want, you know, I want to go to all kinds of crazy time periods and do all kinds of crazy things. And actually, I feel like this, uh, this trailer does at least hint at Assassin's Creed willing, being willing to maybe go off the rails a little bit, because if there's a series that has completely gone off the rails, but is still trying to play it straight-faced, it's totally Assassin's Creed. <laughs> they, need to just, a, they need to just embrace it and be like, whoa, wacky time travel. I hope they got rid of the fucking modern day shit, because it's just... Fucking I don't hell. know. The, the time anomaly seems like it's still very much in there. No, not the time anomaly. I'm talking about the, uh, the modern day plot. No, no, I know, I know what you're saying, but if you remember in the in the Time Anomaly trailer, there's some mysterious voice warning him he has to run from it. Oh yeah, I guarantee, um, I guarantee you that there's still an animus and yeah. That. So, so I don't, I don't think that'll go away, but I think that there are ways that they could embrace the retardedness of it <laughs> and and actually make it a lot better. Um, and you know that that actually is kind of a nice segue to uh, Sunset Overdrive. Okay, which, I hate to I hate to say it like that, but um, and also to be politically incorrect in the process by, by using that R word that we all hate so much. Um, but Sunset Overdrive is wonderfully retarded. <laughs> like, it's just, it's the dumbest game, and it knows that it's the dumbest game. And rather than shying away from it, it just kind of goes all in. And it's kind of like a platinum game where... Like, they just are trying to be as Japanese as they can possibly be. <laughs> Sunset Overdrive is is trying its absolute hardest to basically be a Sunny Delight commercial. <laughs> like, that game could absolutely be a Sunny Delight commercial. And let me comment that um, if we're talking console exclusives, uh, and Jay will fight me on this, but I mean, he hasn't played Sunset Overdrive, so he can't fight me too much, but... I think Microsoft really has more lined up in the holiday season that's exclusive to the Xbox One than Sony does. Um, and I, I think out of all the unique games between the two platforms, I think Sunset Overdrive might be my favorite. Hmm. So okay. Far. Why would I fight you on that? Because I'm saying it's better than Second Sun. 
I mean, it might be. I haven't played it. The Holy Grail of games. Um, I like I like Second Son a lot. I know. Um, but I but Overdrive looks like it's right up my alley. Honestly, <laughs> it's uh, it's something where I really thought that the humor wouldn't work for me, but it's actually gone a lot better than than I originally believed that it would. Uh, so the game puts you in Sunset City, and that hence the sunset in the title. And it starts you out in a character creator, and it literally lets you just kind of go nuts with whatever you want. You can be uh, a boy, you can be a girl, uh, you can be a girl with a very bushy beard, you can be a boy in a dress with, uh, you know, I mean, you can just... Oh, God. You can, I want an Xbox awesome. One. You can mix and match however you please. You could spend a long time. And, and of course, there's See, more clothing and accessories to buy as you go. And the really I, nice I, thing... I, I will say the Xbox One does really tempt me with its exclusives, like Titanfall and now this, so... Yeah? Um, it, it does, so... The really delightful thing is you can change that appearance at any time, too. And your gender. So, like, you can play half the game as a man and play the other half of the game as a woman if you're so inclined. All right. Well, that's that's progress. That's progressive. I don't know how straight-faced they play it if you swap genders. I could see this is the type of game where if you change genders, I think someone would point it out and be like, you look different. Or well, something like you that. You know what you need to do, Jared? What do I need to do? Change genders? You need to test, you need to test this. All right, I'll, I'll I'll give it a shot later on. See what I think. But um, but yeah, so basically you're in Sunset City and uh, you are faced with catastrophe when the latest energy drink from the Fizco Brewing Company uh, winds up turning people into crazed mutants who are <laughs> intent on on killing you. Um, and it's, as usual. Yeah, as usual. So the game basically plays, I, I think the easiest comparison is it's like an open world Tony Hawk with guns. Um, there's a really, really huge emphasis on movement. And so like your, your core movement is you can run, but if you're running, you're playing that game wrong for the most part. Um, you can, of course, jump. If you jump on cars or umbrellas or numerous other things scattered across the, the world, you'll do kind of this like super jump. Um, and then, of course, you can grind. So if you find a power line or a rail, power lines are probably the most common. You can grind on that power line just with your shoes and, uh, and keep this momentum up and, and ride around the map. And so while you're riding around, you're usually in combat. And that combat has essentially a very forgiving auto-aim that just kind of, if you put your cursor in a general direction, it will auto-target enemies there, and you can shoot them. And it's more about having a lot of enemies coming at you at once than it is about, you know, being a crack shot and just killing a, a limited amount. But, uh, yeah, there's there's this huge, you know, kind of sense of, of movement and needing to keep going. And when I played the game at... Uh, I played it at E3, I think. When I played it at E3... Uh, People were like, get, the guy who was demoing it would get mad at me if I wasn't moving. Like he's like, you yeah, gotta, he told us this. Yeah, he's like, you gotta move. And I, I got off and like tried to fight someone on the ground, and I thought he was gonna like slap me for for doing it. He probably would have. He might have. He would have been justified because now, after playing the game for a little while, I see why they want you. Like if you play that game like a traditional shooter, you're gonna think it's the worst game you ever played. But if you if you get like a lot of the movement mechanics working and figure those out, it it's quite a bit of fun. There's I gotta admit this game wasn't even on my radar, but it looks interesting. It is unlike anything that I have played. 
Uh, it's very, very unique, and it's very enthusiastic. Like, the game is stupid. <laughs> it, it, the game is so stupid, and it knows how stupid it is, and it makes some of the most, like, groany jokes you've... Like, I, there have been several times where I've rolled my eyes or let out, like, an audible groan while I was playing this game just because of some of the stupid shit that they say. But at the same time, there's a lot of kind of meta elements to it that really work nicely. Um, this is going to sound weird, but one of my favorite things to do in Sunset Overdrive is die. <laughs> because, okay. because whenever you die, you come back, you respawn. The game doesn't really punish you. There's there's tons of checkpoints. And uh, you, you're never, if you die, you're never in like a ton of trouble because of it. But when you respawn, you always come back in a different way that's like an homage to video games, kind of. So like, um, you'll, you'll die and this, this giant like drill will come up from the ground and you'll be inside the drill and you'll get out. Or um, there's like a phone booth that'll appear and you'll walk out of the phone booth. Or like, I don't know if you guys have... Um, well, I'm sure you know, like the Terminator, like you know how he always comes in on like one knee or whatever when he gets teleported in. You said homage to video games. Does it sound like an homage to movies? Well, it's it's everything. So video games. He, sometimes he comes in like Mega Man. Sometimes he comes in through like a demon portal. Um, anyway, I don't know how many there are, but there's a ton of different ways that you just show up after after dying and it's just it's kind of indicative of how the rest of the game's humor is um there's a part where you confront somebody and and threaten him and he says something to the effect of like i have a gun and you're like i have more guns and then it shows the weapon selection wheel on the screen and like (laughs) and like the character looks at it and is like oh shit that's cute so it's just it's stuff like that, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it really, really doesn't work. So, but uh, but yeah, it's actually really good. If you have an Xbox One and you don't have Sunset Overdrive, you're kind of missing out a little bit. There's a lot of upgrades that you can get in the game. They they come in kind of two flavors. There's uh, amps, which are like passive upgrades to your character and to your weapons. Um, and the the hero amps will only activate after your like style meter goes past a certain point. So you earn style by grinding on rails and shooting enemies while you're jumping and stuff like that. And uh, as your style meter goes up, depending on what amps you have equipped, you'll unlock certain abilities. So like one of them makes it so every time I bounce on a car, it shoots fire everywhere. For example. Um, but there's there's others too. There's one that just changes your dodge roll so that it does melee damage or so it does actual damage. Um, and then so you have amps and then you also have overdrives and overdrives are kind of neat too. They're they're basically crafted using badges and w- the way you get badges is just by playing the game like normal. So if you grind a lot after you've after you've gone a certain distance grinding, the game will give you a grinding badge. And then it'll, you know, roll over and give you another one later on. So if you grind a lot, you'll get a lot of grinding badges. If you jump a lot, you'll get a lot of jumping badges. If you kill people with one-shot weapons really frequently, you'll get a lot of one-shot badges. Um, And so you'll get those and they let you unlock abilities that make those abilities stronger. And so if you grind a whole bunch, you'll get things that will let you upgrade your grind to be even better. So... Stuff like that. Anyway, your character kind of grows just depending on how you play. It's a really, it's a really nice 
kind of take on a leveling up system. Hey, I thought about what you might want to talk about. What? Jim Sterling. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty wild, isn't it? <laughs> What's the game called? I already forgot. Uh, Slaughter or something. Yeah, it was like Slaughterhouse or something. It's, it sounded like the title of another game that was already out. Jim Sterling, Slaughter... It was Slaughter something. Slaughter... Slaughtering Grounds. That's right. I mean, I feel like that's a game already. Like, was, isn't there like a Slaughter Grounds or something? Uh, I mean, you know what? You know what I thought it was originally. I thought uh, I thought of Killing Floor. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Doesn't there it seem go. a lot like Killing Floor? Yeah, yeah. Except, except Killing Floor is actually a good game. <laughs> yes. So, these last two weeks have been like, or, or maybe three weeks at this point. It, it's kind of been lessons in indie game development, right? Like, what not to do if you're an indie game developer? What not to do if you have a business relationship with anybody at all? And, I mean, he doesn't have a business relationship with Jim Sterling, but... Well, he is a reviewer of his content, so he does. Yeah, that's true. So, anyway, to make a long story short, Jim Sterling goes ahead and posts a 10-minute, like, preview uh, thing of this game called Slaughtering Grounds. And it, it looks like a terrible, terrible, lazy game that really has no business being on Steam. And I'm not super clear how it got there. I don't know if it was greenlit. That's the only thing I can imagine. Matter of fact, let's let's do a quick Google and find out. So, it does seem like it was greenlit, I think. I think it was greenlit, yeah. I sure as hell hope so. Slaughtering Grounds Greenlight. And even then, I'm kind of upset. Because it really shouldn't have been greenlit either. I greenlit a game where you get to play as a cat. Yes, for the record, the game was greenlit. And in its uh, screenshots on Greenlight, it looks absolutely terrible. Well, let's Uh, face it, some greenlighters aren't that smart because this is the first game that they greenlit that turned out to be uh, nothing. The The first fucking screenshot on Greenlight has that so when when you get hit blood appears on the side of the screen and the blood is obviously like taken from some stock photo or something it's not even cropped so like there's a bunch of white space in the blood um so yeah the first screenshot on the green light page shows that like that, sh- that should give you an idea of just how lazy this game is. Anyway, Jim Sterling goes ahead and does this 10-minute impressions video, and uh, the developer promptly loses their mind, takes the entire video, and does these text overlays to it where they basically trash Jim Sterling uh, the entire time. And they, they keep emphasizing, like, I don't have to do a good job. I'm Jim fucking Sterling. Yeah. It's pretty amazing, um, and I've, as as you can imagine, it hasn't gone great for them. Well, it's not only that. Um, it, what what's the name of their segment? They said it was review the reviewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, so they're calling and, it review the reviewer. And so far, all their videos have just been on Jim Sterling. They haven't actually reviewed anyone else. I don't think because well, it, it was all about getting back to him. Well. But the thing about these guys is you can tell they really didn't try. Like, I'm talking even beyond um, uh, the thing that they call the video game. Um, I I know right away for the game, after they launched it on Steam, there's a lot of backpedaling they had to do because apparently a lot of their promotional art was stolen from other websites. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. 
And so the developers went around claiming, oh, we didn't know this was stolen. We thought this was art that was done for us. Oh, ho. And all this. It's like, you know. What? <laughs> it's, like lamest, <laughs> what? it's like the lamest fucking excuse ever. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't exactly call these guys pro. Anyway, um, the yeah, so I, I, I don't even know what else to say about this. Like this, well, this, this well, guy's an idiot. He started banning people from forums for mentioning it. We're running, we're running out of time, so let's talk a little bit about Persona 4. Let's do. So I think we're going to make this a, a... We promised we'd make it a weekly feature, and uh, we finally settled on a name. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Jared Kuhn's Friendship Investigation Corner. I'll be your host, Jared, and I'm joined by many of the same people that were here earlier. I don't think I ever did my introduction. Oh, we're, we have Jay here. I'm, I'm, I'm Jay Senpai. Jay Senpai. Uh, so yeah, so I have Jay Senpai. I have Lucio Chan, and uh, and I have Mike uh, White. I have Doug Neko. Nagisan. Nagisan. Doug Nagisan. So welcome, welcome everybody to uh, Friendship Investigation Corner to update you on what's going on in my persona life. Uh, I had a rather unfortunate experience wherein I attempted to go through Yukiko Castle. And I feel like I feel like the game's kind of ramped itself up at this point. So I yep. so I rescue um Yos- Yosuke or whatever. Yosuke, Broske. Yosuke. I help Chie, right? I got both yep. of them. Sweet. Things are going good. And then the training wheels are off. And then I get to Yukiko Castle and I get through like the first three floors and I'm like, okay, I've gotta be done here. And I'm not. I get to the fifth floor and I fight a boss and I'm like, oh, this has got to be over and done with now. There's fucking eight floors. Yeah, it's it's I, I told you I told you the approach you have to do. What, what what's the approach? If if you tackle a dungeon, say three times in a month, then you should clear it well before um, your deadline is up on that on that dungeon. So, you know, you do a little bit. You build up your party a little bit. Um, there's usually a side quest to do, so you collect your items. You do the side quest, you get out of there. You go back in, you know what you're dealing with. Uh, you take out the mid-boss of the dungeon. Uh, you level up, uh, and then you go back in a third time, and you take care of the final boss, and then you shouldn't have any issues for the rest of the game. Um, you know, it's pretty. it's a pretty... I thought it was a pretty simple formula when I played. Well, and it probably is. So here's here's the problem. Um, I started playing this game maybe like back in May, and um, I haven't really devoted a lot of time to it. So if I had like 20 minutes with nothing to do, I'd pull out the Vita and I'd, and I'd play that. Um, and so playing this game in 20-minute increments is almost impossible because it's about two hours until you even like hit combat. No, oh, yeah, it's 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 it was definitely built for consoles. That's the thing. So, uh, so anyway, I finally get some combat, and I, I get some like social links under my belt, and so now I'm now I'm kind of feeling it a little bit. So I've been playing a little bit more. So I went from probably having, uh, you know, two or three hours completed just within the last week or so. I probably made it up to. Well, is anybody want to take a guess? See how good your memory is. I just rescued Yukiko. I had a little bit of trouble with the boss, so it, it took a tiny bit longer than it probably would have normally. How many hours do you think I am into the game? Uh, nah, I, don't remember. I don't remember. 26. Uh, Lucio's a little low. Doug 30. said 20. I'm about 
yeah, do you, do you want to guess? Uh, I, I may feel like... Get as close as you can without going over. Price is right. I don't feel like... I mean, I really feel like I wasn't playing that much when I was up to Yukiko. I know, you, right? You, you had a grind. I did, so I fucked up. So I'm at 7 hours and 40 minutes. Because you're not supposed to grind. Yeah, really, so in Persona. So I got to the boss, and I was in this situation where the boss would do an AOE that would knock me down, and then on its follow-up attack, it would come and hit me, and it would kill me, and then I would, and then the game would be over. And even if I was at my highest amount of health, there was nothing that I could do about it. Um, and so I, my solution to this, like any good JRPG, is I just went to the bottom of the castle and worked my way up through all the floors again. <laughs> until I was ready to fight. And actually, I didn't even do that. So the first time this happened, I just said, fuck it, eventually, and went home. And I was like, I'll come back tomorrow. And I went home and I bought a bunch of ice weapons because it's weak against ice. I, I bought those like one-time use items that attack it. Which you shouldn't really be buying either. Yeah, well, I learned that lesson. Um, so I, I went ahead and bought those, and then I came back, and uh, the second time was when I still couldn't beat it. I was like, fuck it, I've, and I went through the entire castle again. So I, I still couldn't beat it, and uh, I, I come back and I fight it a second time, and I start doing pretty good, and then it like summons someone to help it. And that, that thing it summoned started healing it, and so I was like, oh, God. <laughs> uh... So, so let's 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 go over scientifically what happened here. Um, the Mega Ten series, the, Sh- the Shin Megami Tensei series, is not a series where you are really supposed to grind. There are some games where you're supposed to grind. Some are harder than others. Um, but Persona. But even is, even, Persona, the, even the ones where you have to grind, if you don't have the correct if you don't have the, well, uh, well, equipment and and demons or personas depending on the game you're playing, uh, you're still gonna get trampled. Uh, I, I, the, the thing the thing with Persona is it's really the training wheels version of Shin Megami Tensai. Right. It's really the easiest possible version of that entire JRPG series. And that's not to make you feel bad, Jarrett. Um, <laughs> I just, I had even forgotten. Though, even though the very first battle teaches you how elemental weaknesses work in that well, game. Yeah, but I played that very first battle in May. <laughs> or like July. It's like, it makes a huge deal of, oh, these enemies are weak to lightning. Use lightning to knock them down. Oh, this enemy is a wind boss, so wind is weak to lightning. Well, I figured out I figured <laughs> out that she was weak against ice, and that helped a lot. You did you did figure that out. What yeah. I what I did not figure out was that uh, I, I didn't understand why I was weak against fire, and that <laughs> eventually you, you, you do know you do know about persona switching now, right? Well, and I knew about persona switching then too, but I was using my highest leveled one. And yeah. I just didn't, re- I didn't really think to, I, I didn't recall that all my weaknesses were there. I just thought it was like an arbitrary decision where it was like, oh, the main hero is weak against fire. <laughs> I was like, God, that sucks. It's an arbitrary decision for your party members, but it's not for the main hero. The main hero, you're in complete control. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then, and then we, we went over this too, that even if you have to mix a persona that's a little weaker than what you have. In order to get their strengths and weaknesses, you should probably do that. I think. I think the. Um, I, I want to say that the, the thing that most tries your patience in this game uh, are two different things. First of all, it's learning the elemental weaknesses of the enemies because it's not that obvious. Right. Right. Um, and I think the second thing is the social links. That's like the next real thing, because social links. Some of them, not all of them, but some of them take some exact timing 
Uh, there's some characters that can be kind of moody, so if you ignore them for a little while, or if you, you know, uh, let's say you hang out with Chie, mm-hmm. and then let's say, uh, you know, hey, Chie, I want you to be my girlfriend. And then Risei comes along, and you're like, oh, Risei's, you know, I'm going to go hang out with her for a while. And Chie walks along, and she's like, dude, you're like dating Risei. What the fuck is that about? I thought we were together. She might get a little upset. And it's like, you know, I wasn't doing anything wrong. Plays got to play. Uh, but apparently you didn't like that, and now I have to spend all this time apologizing to you to kind of get back in your good graces. Wait, but, is, but, her name's Rise? Yeah, it's pronounced Rise. Oh. It's not Rise. Yeah, I thought, thought. Was, I thought it was Rise. <laughs> it's not Rise. I don't know, no. nobody's nobody's even mentioned her so far. Uh, she comes up after uh, Kanji, so you're almost there. Yeah, and by, by almost there, I mean about four hours. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Especially if I have to grind the whole thing again. Yeah, you don't have to grind. You shouldn't be grinding. Uh, I'm going to grind the hell out of this game. Mix your fucking personas, man. I'm going to use just Q-Sith for the entire rest of the game. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Until I win. Well, so that that was the second thing that threw me off, right? Is I had, like, I had Inazuzami or whatever the default one is. Inazami. Inazami. And then, and so I... <laughs> And so I was weak against fire, and I was like, fuck this. And so I went back, and I made Q-Sith, and I was still weak against fire. And so... You should have made Jack Frost. Yeah, well, I know that now. And that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't make sense either, because Jack Frost should be the most weak against fire. But he's not. He's, a, Wait. he's like a snowman. Lucio, you knew that offhand? Yeah, of course. I can't Jack Frost has always been the, uh, the anti-fire persona, or demon, if you play the... He's even in the regular Mega Tens. Yeah, see. All right. Well, well, for the overall lore, Lucio gets more points than me. It is weird that there's like all these Indian god personas, and then there's like a I, snowman. Well, I, I, <laughs> it, I think the thing there's about the There's a few that is, always come back. Like, Pixie's always there. There's like fucking Shiva, and then right next to it's a Shiva's snowman. Shiva's always there. If, if you've been a long time Persona fan, which you have not, um, they really like to... I, I think overall the games like their uh, Indian influences because all, I know all the spells are Indian. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you if you pay attention to the series, then each crew of uh, Persona people, we'll call them each party, kind of has their own pantheon of gods. So um, Persona Four, I think is Shinto, right? I I have no idea. I think it's Shinto. Yeah. And then Persona Three no. was Greek. Is that correct? Yeah, and then I, I'm pretty sure the first persona was Egyptian, and I think the second persona uh, might have been Roman. I'm not sure, but anyway, it's a different pantheon each time. So, so you're dealing with a very Japanese pantheon with the Shinto gods. Hmm. I'm still reeling from Risei. <laughs> so, so ha- has anything wacky happened in your adventures yet? I made friends with a fox yesterday. Okay. I don't know if that's good or bad. That's good. I thought it was kind of a dumb quest because the fox, <laughs> the fox like brought me, he brought me like a note to help grandpa's legs. Yeah. And it had like a leaf attached to it. And then a grandpa found me and he's like, oh, I see you have a note there. He's just like this nosy little fucker. And he just takes, takes it and is like, oh, a leaf. And he like sticks the leaf to his legs and then, then grandpa's healed. And I was so, like, why didn't the fox just go and give that to him? Why did I have to? Because By the way, fox, but... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, th- that fox knows things, man. 
So should I, let me, let, let me get some strategy from you guys here, okay? Should I become friends with the fox? Like, yes, should, you should become friends with the fox. Should yes. that take priority over, say, like, uh, like Nanako? No, absolutely not. Nothing takes priority over Nanako. Really? What are you, a monster? That's your fucking niece yeah. or cousin or whatever. What about? No, no. Who's the least? Who is the least essential social link? Yosuke. Really? <laughs> yes. Are you trolling me? No, he's the magician. He's he's not essential. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's it's not because he's not an important character. It's just because his role is not critical. I, I followers guess, I guess, are in the... I, the the benefit. Okay, I don't think this has happened yet. Have you gotten um, have you gotten to rank three with any of your friends yet? Yeah, I'm rank three with Chie. I think. So she'll die for you now, right? Is that right? Uh, no. I think they changed no, that yet. in Golden. Okay. I think it happens later now. All right. So, 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 the, so the the good thing about ranking up your friends in your party is that they'll die for you, um, and their personas can get stronger if you rank them up. So in battle, they'll be overall more effective. But I think magician overall just isn't an awesome. You know, it's not the most essential um, arcana to have. What about you, Lucio? Disco Ninja Frog is a pretty bad. Frog? Disco Ninja Frog. Disco, <laughs> Disco Ninja Frog. He's talking about his boss. Uh, Yosuke's, Yosuke's persona. Oh, yeah. I didn't really notice that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. I who, do, who who ended up being in my party the most? I think Yukiko is definitely a very useful character to have. Uh, because she can heal. Oh, and okay. So, so Yukiko was, was so can essential. so can Yosuke though. Actually, Yosuke, I think Yosuke and Chie, because this was the opposite of Persona Three. Persona Three, the later party members you get are actually the better ones, but in Persona Four, the first couple of people you get are actually the best in your party. So Yosuke is pretty good to have around. I always in JRPGs though, I never use like the optimal team. I just always use the cool team. So, so you're probably going to stick with Kanji and Naoto when you get them. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it feels about Kanji when he gets him. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, well, nobody. I don't think my question was answered. Is he supposed to be in high school? Yes, Kanji. Yeah, Kanji's not only in high school. He's a year under you. He's got like a receding hairline. Oh, well, that's his problem, not yours. Yep. Some right. people hit puberty early. Seems, like, I think two. he. I think he got <laughs> held back a little bit. Why? Why don't you see how Kanji plays out, and then maybe your worries would be eased over him a little bit. Okay, well that's a that's a discussion for our next episode of Friendship Investigation Corner <laughs> with Jared Kuhn. Well, you, you you know the ropes now, so hopefully you'll have a little bit of a jump. I, I hope that I hope that next week when I report in, I uh, I have better news. But for and, now. And By he definitely way, made me pick it up for the Vita again. W- w- so. One clarification. When Jared is talking about making friends with a fox, he's talking about a literal fox and not a, seven a fox. Uh, not, yeah. not a 70s sex symbol. <laughs> yes. So I made fr- to recap, I made friends with the fox. I was uh, nice to my niece and suggested that she uh, take her paper flowers to her dead mother's grave. Um and what else did I do? Uh, oh, I rescued a fan girl. Oh, there you go. Girl with fan. You're doing okay. So things are going pretty good. Little stumbling blocks, but I feel like from here on out, it's going to be the smoothest of sailing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like those laughs. Uh, You're a very optimistic person. That sounds yes. bad. 
Well, anyway, if I, I ever if I ever get to fucking play it again, who knows how long this Call of Duty campaign is? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, maybe it'll be a whole ten hours. My, oh yeah, I was gonna say maybe like maybe like real nasty four, <laughs> four or five. I don't know, but uh, I'll keep you updated, and uh, maybe we can have the Kevin Spacey update hour next week too. All right, cool. <laughs> I'll let you know what's up. Anything else you guys so, want to talk so, about? So next, next podcast, the same as this podcast, because we had to talk about Advanced Warfare again. We had to talk about Alien Isolation again. And we had to talk about Persona 4 again. Well, so you won't actually be here for the next podcast, right? I should be. It's the... Oh, is it... Uh, oh, that's right, because you're leaving on the 12th, right? Yeah, I'm leaving on Wednesday. Okay, so yeah. So we'll we'll get together again on the 11th. I may have Assassin's Creed Unity to talk about at that point. I might go. I might go pick that up at midnight too. I guess we'll see. Uh, hopefully, Walmart doesn't have like a party set out for it that I have to feel awkward at. Um, I feel a little sorry for them. Get some get some cake this time. It was a little, it was it was really sad. I, I it was like just watching an old man have a birthday in TGI Fridays by himself. <laughs> you know, like it was really terrible. So. So. All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this uh, baby up. So if you haven't already, go check out our website. It's enemyslime.com. Go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime. If you want to be a real bro, what you should do is you should subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and then give us a rating. Let us let us get some ratings. That that makes a big difference. Helps us climb up in those, you know, like iTunes rank them things or whatever. Um so yeah, if you if you haven't done those things, go do them now, and we'll be eternally grateful. So, and I guess with that, we're out. Press F to go out. Press <laughs> press F to go out. Respect your respect, dead people. Bye. <laughs>